0: it's good to see all of you this morning Uh, thankful we are that our father gives us this day this opportunity to worship him and also uh, hopefully to encourage one another to be better and to do better than we did on yesterday a couple of weeks ago we thought together about this idea of jesus growing Uh, We did look at Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. The Bible tells us very plainly that Jesus advanced or increased or grew in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. And we should learn from that that Jesus didn't sort of rest on his laurels. From the time he was 12 years old, he had a deep sense of purpose. He said, I must be about my father's business. And so he spent at least the next 18 years or so preparing himself for his public ministry and the sacrifice that he would ultimately make on my behalf and on yours. Jesus had to be about his father's business. He had to prepare himself to meet the task that was set before him when he came of age. And the idea that I tried to impress upon our minds at that time is that we also have to grow. If Jesus had to grow, then we do too. And so I want to begin to think about these uh, several aspects that the Bible says that he focused on in his growth. The first, the Bible says he increased in wisdom. Jesus grew mentally, and we should too. When you think about the idea of wisdom, I find that several words are used in the Old Testament. Several Hebrew words are used. And several of them sometimes are used with reference to uh, some special skill that a person might obtain. And so you'll see the word translated wisdom or one of the words translated wisdom sometimes being used with regard to somebody having expertise in metalworking or craftsmanship or something along those lines. But these various terms that are used oftentimes, most times, are used with reference to having some expertise in living. Now you'll find these words are used synonymously in the Hebrew and in English. Understanding, knowledge, discernment, judgment sometimes, wisdom. But these things all refer to having the mental skill of sound judgment and good discernment, when applied to the everyday aspects of our lives. People have to sort of navigate through life and you need wisdom to do that properly. And you find that repeatedly said in our Old Testament. When you come to the New Testament, we have one word, Sophia, that is used and translated wisdom. And uh, it is sometimes used with reference to having some special skill or some particular aptitude in a given area. But most of the time, it is used the same way those Hebrew terms are used. It has the same sort of scope of meanings. And friends, it has essentially to do with our having a deep understanding and rightly applying skill in managing the affairs of life. The Bible says Jesus increased in wisdom. He increased in his understanding of the affairs of life and how to appropriately navigate them. If Jesus needed to grow mentally, I figure maybe I do too. And maybe do you do as well? The Bible spends a lot of time talking about wisdom. I find that uh, usually if you read through the Old Testament, you're going to find wisdom mentioned quite a few times, but you'll find it concentrated in those books of wisdom, those books of poetry, if you will, particularly in the book of Proverbs. All of this discussion. Uh, One of the things I found is that the Bible tells us the value of wisdom and that repeatedly. In Proverbs chapter 8, beginning at verse number 10, Solomon is writing, he says, Receive my, listen to the synonyms here, Receive my instruction and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold, he says, for wisdom is better than rubies, and all things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. He says, the value of wisdom is greater than silver and gold. It is greater even than rubies the value of wisdom. He says in Proverbs 16 in verse 16, how much better is it to get wisdom than gold? He's not asking a question. He's making a declaration. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold? He says, yes, to get understanding is rather to be chosen than silver. Uh, Wisdom is better than money. And we ask ourselves, you know, how much uh, effort do we put into uh, pursuing wisdom? How much effort do we put into acquiring wisdom and growing in this respect? We probably spend more time trying to acquire money and grow in that respect. But the Bible says wisdom is greater than, more valuable than, any kind of financial remuneration. And the two ought not even be compared. Wisdom is better than money. Wisdom is better than might also. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 18 that wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. In Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 19, the Bible says wisdom is a strength to the wise man. More than 10 rulers are in a city. It doesn't matter how many guns you have. Wisdom will serve you much better. It doesn't matter how many bombs your government can amass. Wisdom will serve you much better. It doesn't matter how many politicians we put into office. Listen to me. You do much better to trust in what the Bible says about wisdom than you would in any man that you can put in any office. Wisdom is better than money and it's better than man's might. Wisdom will preserve your life. In Proverbs 4 and verse 6, forsake her not and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom will preserve you. Wisdom will keep you. In Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 12, the Bible says, for wisdom is a defense even as money is a defense. Listen, wisdom will protect you just like money will protect you. You know, there are some circumstances where it's okay to have a nickel or a dime. It can help you out of a tight spot. But the Bible says wisdom will protect you the same way that money will protect you. But listen to it. But the excellency of knowledge is this. But here is the thing about wisdom that money cannot do for you. Wisdom preserves the life of him that has it. What am I saying? The Bible teaches the value of money, the value of wisdom. It is greater than money. It is greater than might. And it will preserve your life. Bible also talks a great deal about the source of wisdom. You remember in 1 Kings chapter 5 and verse number 12, the Bible tells us that God blessed Solomon with wisdom. He told him he would grant a favor. He told him he would grant a blessing, and Solomon asked for wisdom because he wanted to be able to lead God's people the right way. He asked for wisdom because he wanted to have a right understanding of the affairs in this life so he could successfully navigate them, not only on his behalf, but also on behalf of God's people. And God was pleased with that request, and he blessed him because of it. The Bible says in Proverbs 2, verse number 6, beginning, Jehovah gives wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. What's the source of wisdom? Well, Jehovah gave it to Solomon. And the Bible tells us in chapter 2 and verse number 6 that Jehovah gives wisdom. He lays up sound wisdom for the upright. Listen, God has a storehouse, a treasure house of wisdom for people who want to live right and do right. Bible says in James 3 and 17 that wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without variance, without hypocrisy. The interesting thing in that chapter is that uh, in a couple of verses before that, he talks about uh, wisdom here on earth and wisdom, quote unquote, wisdom here on earth. Then he said, no, that's not like wisdom that is From above. There is a wisdom that can only come from above. There is a wisdom that only God can give. He is the source of wisdom. In Colossians 2, verses 2 and 3, Paul makes the point that in Christ is a treasure of wisdom and knowledge hidden. Uh, I'm saying to you, friends, that the Bible tells us that wisdom is very valuable. The Bible tells us that wisdom will save your life, preserve it, will keep you. And the Bible tells us that the source of this wisdom is with Jehovah God above. It's no surprise to us then that the Bible tells us that we uh, we ought to seek after wisdom, right? It's no surprise to us that the Bible directs us to get wisdom. Now, listen to me. Jesus increased in wisdom. He understood the value of it. He understood the source of it and he understood how important it was going to be for him to increase and grow in this respect. If he was going to do what the father wanted him to do in his life and you and I should have the same kind of attitude that our savior had in Proverbs chapter two and verses one through five. That passage is a really compelling one. You know, in the book of Proverbs, Solomon is talking about wisdom throughout, but in Proverbs chapter two beginning at verse number one, listen to what he says about wisdom. Here he's talking about the seeking of wisdom. My son, if you will receive my words, receive it and lay up my commandments with you. Lay up so as to incline thine ear unto wisdom. Incline, lean into it and apply your heart to understanding. He says, apply your heart. Yes, if you cry after discernment, cry aloud in seeking it and lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hid treasures, then you shall understand the fear of Jehovah and find the knowledge of God. He's telling these young men who he initially wrote this to, that they needed to pursue wisdom with great vigor. They were to get wisdom. In Proverbs 4, verse number 5, he says, get wisdom, get understanding, forget not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. In verse number 7, he says, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. Yes, in all your getting, make sure you get an understanding. I guess a young man can pursue a lot of things in his life. He can try to make a great name for himself. He can try to amass uh, various degrees. He can try to get a great job and make a bunch of money. He can he can go out and establish a family with a, with a godly woman. There are a lot of things a young man can pursue in his life. And Solomon says, listen, if there was one thing, if there was one thing you could get in this life, you need to get a right understanding. Of what's going on in the world and how God would have you to proceed in light of what is going on in the world. It'll bless every other aspect of your life. In Proverbs 23, in verse 23, the first part we oftentimes hear people say, buy the truth and sell it not. But what is he talking about? He's not talking about a simple understanding of facts. He says, buy the truth and sell it not. But then he says, yes, wisdom and instruction and understanding. He's talking about more than amassing information. He's saying you need to get wisdom and don't let go of it. Don't sell it. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 Paul says, you need to look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. In verse 17, he says, wherefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Listen, he's telling the Ephesians and the Bible is preserved. He's telling us we need to make sure we don't go through life as unwise people. In verse 16, he says, redeeming the time because we see the days are evil. Understanding what's going on in the world that we live in and making the most of the time that God has given us. Don't be unwise, he says but you see what's going on in the world around you, understand what the will of the Lord is relative to how you navigate through the affairs of this life. Christians are supposed to be the wisest people on the planet because we understand how important wisdom is and we understand where wisdom comes from. And the one we love has told us to pursue wisdom and make sure we get a right understanding of the affairs of this life so we can execute his will as it pertains to our daily affairs. Jesus increased in his ability to do that. As his disciples, we should be increasing in our ability to do this also. Wisdom developed. Jesus increased; he advanced; he grew. And I tried to make the point for you when we talked about him the last time that this wasn't some uh, this wasn't some accident; it wasn't happenstance. This was intentional on his part. And my suggestion is that it must be intentional on our part. And what I want to do this morning is make a few suggestions to you. I want to give you some some concrete things that you could that you could incorporate into your daily life so that you can increase in your understanding of what's going on in the world from God's perspective and how you ought to be behaving in light of it. How can you develop wisdom? How can you advance and increase the way Jesus did? Number one is prayer. We've seen that God has wisdom. We've seen that God is willing to give wisdom to others. We see that Solomon asked for it and God blessed him with it. Listen, if you want what God has, you ought to be asking him for it. The, the thing is, the Bible tells us that God knows what we need, but he wants us to ask for what we need. He knows what we need before we ask, but he still tells us we ought come to him and ask. And there's some blessings in your life that you will never enjoy if you don't bother to first ask. If you ask according to his will, he will give it. What if you don't ask? You know, there's just some things God's going to do for you, whether you ask or not. And then there are some other things that he's willing to do for you, but you need to ask first. In James 1 and 5, the Bible says that we ought to be praying for wisdom. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Listen to it. Who gives to all liberally and upbraideth not. The Bible says he doesn't revile people for asking. He doesn't doesn't berate people for asking him for wisdom. The Bible says, instead, it shall be given him. Uh, Jehovah is a, a liberal God. You ask him for wisdom. You ask him to help you grow in understanding the affairs of this life and how you ought to be proceeding in light of it. The Bible says he gives liberally. He won't upbraid you for that. You know, there are just some times where I'm sure I don't fully understand what's going on around me. But there are just some times where I'm just not sure, well, how am I supposed to handle this? What should I do in light of this circumstance? Uh, or how should I treat this person? Or how can I best deal with that person? You know what? I ought to be asking God before I ask anybody else to help me understand how I ought to navigate those kinds of circumstances. The Bible tells me that he gives liberally. He's willing and he's generous. Wisdom is there for the asking question. When's the last time you got down on your hands and knees, put your face to the ground and ask God to help you increase in wisdom? Wisdom. I tell you, whatever else you're doing, whatever books you're reading, what other people you're talking to, I tell you, you missed the first thing if you haven't done that. You ought to be doing that on a daily basis, asking God for wisdom. A second suggestion that I would make to you is the book of Proverbs ought to be one of your best friends. If you look at Proverbs chapter 1, The whole Bible is given to help us grow and increase in wisdom. I know that. And we have more than one book of wisdom literature in the Old Testament. I know that. But still, even amongst the books of wisdom literature, the book of Proverbs is a special one. Proverbs chapter 1. Listen to what Solomon says here. Why do we have the book? If you're interested in increasing in wisdom, you've got to spend some time with this book. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, listen to it. Why is he writing? To know wisdom and instruction, to discern the words of understanding, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness and judgment and justice and equity, to give prudence, he says, to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion that the wise man may hear and increase in learning." and that the, that the man of understanding may attain to sound counsels. Why do we have the book? Well, he just told us about 10 times. The book is written to help us grow and increase in wisdom. In verse 5, he says that specifically to the wise, that the wise man may hear and increase in learning. Now, it doesn't matter how wise you are. You say, I've been at this for 50 years now. I've been a Christian for 50 years. Let me tell you something. This book will help you increase in wisdom. Doesn't matter how long you've been at it. And of course, most of us haven't been at it nearly that long. We have a lot further to go. I once heard a preacher explain one of the things uh, that was sort of uh, his customs as it pertained to his life of study and meditation. And he said he spent every morning with one chapter of the book of Proverbs. He said he'd just read that chapter several times that morning. And then he'd isolate a verse, and he'd meditate on that verse all day. And he said after he had done that for so many years, he thought like the Proverbs. When he would interact with people, A proverb would come to his mind about how he was supposed to handle that person. When he would be faced with a certain circumstance, he said it would just, it would just download into his mind what the proverb said about how he should navigate that particular circumstance. Now, I've not done that for years. I, I did. I have done that for periods of time, and I'll tell you, it is a great blessing. If you want to increase in wisdom, why don't you target this book, which was given specifically to help us increase in our wisdom. Read a chapter of the book of Proverbs daily. Meditate on one verse from that chapter throughout the day. Saturate your mind with the book of wisdom and see if you don't increase. I said this to someone a few weeks ago, not knowing he told me, That he had, uh, he and his uh, children had a custom of reading the Proverbs every day, and he told me how it had impacted his children, how it had impacted him. My children and I oftentimes use memory verses from the book of Proverbs. You know, the reason I do that is because they're just some very short, memorable statements in the book of Proverbs that I hope that they'll be able to apply for the rest of their lives. They will be better men if they think like this. And so will I. And so will you. The next thing I'd mention to you, if you want to increase in wisdom, is people. People are a key to this. When you study your Bible, sometimes you ought to focus on studying the people the Bible tells us were wise. For example, the Bible tells us, Joseph, you remember in Genesis 41, the Bible says that Pharaoh saw him and said, listen, there's not another man who has a spirit of wisdom like he has. He was a wise man. The Bible says in Acts chapter 7 also that God was with him and God gave him wisdom. Joseph was a wise man. Moses, the Bible says in Acts chapter 7, was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. Now listen to this. There is a wisdom here on earth, and there is a wisdom that is from above. We should spend most of our time pursuing the wisdom that comes from above. But listen, we need to understand earthly things as well so we can apply the wisdom that is from above to these earthly circumstances. Whatever it is the Egyptians had to offer, Moses had it. And let me tell you something. When God gave him the wisdom from above and he used that in his application to those matters there in Egypt, it was a blessing to him and all of Israel as well. We study wise people. People like Joshua, the Bible says of Joshua in Deuteronomy 34, that he was full of the spirit of wisdom. A man like David, the Bible says he behaved himself wisely in all his ways. First Samuel 18 in verse 14. Jesus increased in wisdom. And you know, in Matthew 13, the Bible says he went into his own country and he taught in the synagogues there and the people marveled at his wisdom. When I say study people, the Bible tells us we're wise. I don't simply mean learn all the facts about their life. What I mean is, See how they made decisions. See what they did. Don't ask yourself only what they did. Ask yourself why they did it. You'll never be in the exact circumstances that some of these folks were in. But I'll tell you, when you understand why they made the decisions they made and the circumstances they were in, it will bless you in understanding how you should proceed in the circumstances that you find yourself in. People the wise people of the Bible. A second thing, though, about people is that we want to spend time with people who are wiser and more experienced than we are. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron, and in that same way, one man sharpens another. The Bible says in Proverbs 13 and verse number 20, that if you walk with wise men, you shall be wise, but the companion of fools shall smart for it or shall be destroyed. If you surround yourself with wise people, you will be wise. If you surround yourself with people who are not, it's going to be to your own hurt. That's what the Bible's teaching. In Proverbs 13, in verse 10, the Bible said, By pride comes only contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. You know, when you go to folks and ask people for help, you ask people for counsel, you need to really be careful who you ask. Well-advised people make better decisions. You ever notice, too, in the New Testament, the Bible says that the older women are to teach the younger women? Why is that? Because if the younger women spend time with older, more seasoned women, listen, they've got the same facts in terms of the Bible. They've got the same facts. But that experience, you see, that experience can be translated. That experience can be transferred in terms of wisdom. Also, pain. No one enjoys this, but you know, we learn from our mistakes. That is, if we want to be wise, we will learn from our mistakes. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse number 11, though, that we don't need to learn from our mistakes only. We read about folks in the Old Testament who made mistakes, or at least the New Testament people lived in New Testament times. We're reading about people who lived in the Old Testament and the mistakes that they made. And the Bible says that the things that happened to them happened to them for our example. We are supposed to learn from their mistakes. You know, when you read through uh, the Old Testament about Israel being there in the wilderness and how they continually murmured against God, you read about how they continually looked back toward the time when they were in bondage. You and I should learn something from that. But well, when you read about how God continually delivered the people and they continually went back into sin, how they were corrupted by the peoples around them and how he repeatedly sent messengers to encourage them to turn and they refused. And then you see their end. You and I should we should learn something from that. We have the Old Testament examples and of course we have the New Testament examples as well. In Luke 17 and verse 32, the Bible says uh, Jesus is speaking there. Remember Lot's wife. You remember what happened to her? You don't want that to happen to you. So learn from her mistake. In the book of Jude, the Bible tells us that the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah was an example for us. Would that the peoples around us would learn from that example. I mean, we learn from other people's pain. If we're wise, if we want to get a good understanding, I'm saying we don't have to learn every lesson the hard way. Some lessons you're going to learn the hard way, but some lessons you ought to learn from other people taking the hard way. And practice. There's a reason that in the Bible wisdom is associated with older people because of experience, because of practice. When you see gray hair, what do you see? I'll tell you, whatever else you see, gray hair comes with experience. You know, when children are small, sometimes they think that their parents don't understand. They just figure, you know, how could they understand? Let me tell you, they understand because they've already experienced it. They know what you're thinking. They see what you're doing. And they've made all the mistakes that you're about to run out here and make. And so when they tell you, don't do this, they're speaking from a place of experience. They have practice. Wisdom comes with experience. In Job 12 and verse 12, Job said, With aged men is wisdom and in length of days understanding. Albert Einstein, who, by the way, I don't put him on par with Job, but I'm going to tell you, he said something interesting in this respect as I was looking to see what others had said about wisdom outside of the Bible. He said, wisdom is not a product of schooling, but of the lifelong attempt to acquire it. I think there's a lot of merit in that. Uh, You should go to school and you should do your very best and you should get good grades. But listen, that doesn't make you wise that simply gives you information. If you don't know what to do with it, it won't help you much at all. There are a lot of people in this world who have a lot of letters after their names and they're just as foolish as a human being can be. Wisdom doesn't come from schooling. You acquire information in school. Hopefully they will help you learn how to think, but I'm kind of scared of how they might try to teach you to think. You gain wisdom by experience. Leonardo da Vinci said, wisdom is the daughter of experience, and again, I think there is some merit in that. Wisdom comes, or knowledge comes from learning. Wisdom comes from living. It does. I saw an example I was just reading in the book of Ecclesiastes, and I thought, boy, I think there's I think there maybe is an application here in Ecclesiastes 11 in verse 6. The Bible says, "In the morning sow your seed, and in the evening withhold not your hand, for you do not know which shall prosper, whether this or that, or whether they both shall alike be good." What's he saying? Um, you have to try different things. You have to try different approaches. He says you do it in the morning you do it in the evening you're not sure exactly how this is going to turn out so you don't leave any stone unturned you try different approaches and then you will see which one prospers or maybe they both will what i'm saying is some things you have information but you get wisdom a deeper understanding by your experience sometimes uh When it comes to various things that need to be done in terms of our service to the Lord, uh, people will say, I I don't know how to do that. Well, question, how are you ever going to learn? You only learn by experience. You can sit in a classroom and somebody can tell you all the various steps you need to take in order to teach someone what the Bible says they must do to be saved. Someone can tell you all the steps. You'll never be any good at it until you first do it. And you will have to learn from your own mistakes as you do. People don't become experts overnight. People become experts at God's business by copious amounts of prayer, intense times of studying God's word, by paying attention to what other people have done before, good and bad, and learning from their own mistakes. Jesus increased in wisdom. He increased in wisdom the same way that you and I must. He worked at it. And my encouragement to you is that we should work at it as well. Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, The wisest man the world has ever known. He had to grow into that. And so do we. Jesus gave his life as an example for us. He lived his life as an example for us. He laid his life down as an example for us as well. You and I are blessed by the laying down of his life let's make sure we're also blessed the way we should be by the way he lived his life his pursuit of growth advancement and increase jesus is the son of god he did die for your sins and mine because he died you and i have the right to eternal life we only have it through him and we can only access it when we obey the gospel believe in him repent of your sin Confess his name and be baptized to wash your sins away. The Bible says God will add you to his church, add you to his family, add you into his household. And then you walk in newness of life. If you need to be encouraged outside of being converted, if you need to be encouraged, if you need the church to pray for you, If you need us to help you along the way, maybe to make better decisions in life, maybe to increase in wisdom, it'd be our honor. It'd be our privilege. You just have to let us know how we can help. We'll stand together and sing this song of invitation.